Hey, and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast, a place where we guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. My name's Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And today I talk with Chris Podlick as we dive into part one of the Problem of Jesus series. This is a great conversation that I have with Chris as we talk about um, all the historical problems with Jesus. We open the conversation with asking Chris about his personal wrestles with Jesus and about some of the problems that he has personally encountered with his faith. We also talk about how Jesus was a real person and how he is the most important and impactful person in human history, separating himself from the likes of Moses, Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi, Albert Einstein, and many more people. We also talk about how we can be sure that Jesus is who we claim to be. So I hope you enjoy this episode as we dive into part one of the problem of Jesus. Well, Chris, we normally, you know, set aside about 45 minutes for one of these Zoom calls. And we spent the first 44 working out our microphone situation today. Uh, some days it just doesn't work out, does it? But we're here. The joy of technology. Well, I mean, it's great because I feel like I'm suffering from a, I would say, virus worse than Corona, worse than COVID. Ah, yes. The old dreaded man flu. The man flu. It's got to be up there with obviously okay look they're not going to shut down the world to deal with man flu but it's i feel it's pretty bad uh but i'm glad again technology we get to meet even though we're not in the same room yeah exactly we get to hang out um you know molly still has to put up with you um and i only have to we just have to do this interview and then poor old molly has to put up with you <laughs> so. i haven't whinged once today uh and really? that, is, that is a complete lie every five seconds <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. I feel like that's the thing with the man flu. You've got to ham it up or else like, is it even man flu? That's right. Well, I mean, uh, yesterday, the uh, mm. the problem of Jesus aired for the first time. We were really excited. Yeah. Part one. And I, yep. I got to tune in beyond at home, not mm. uh, in person due to, due to the old man flu. Oh, I appreciate um, you following COVID, COVID policy. You know what? Some of us, well, we all have to. We, yeah, we all, we all have to. It's, uh, it's what we've got to do. But um, Chris, I was just wondering, the, the problem of Jesus, I'm just curious to start as we head into uh, the Beyond the Message podcast for part one. I was just wondering some of the inspiration for this series, because uh, I know it's speaking to quite a specific audience, but um, why are we jumping through this series and, and what brought you to kind of create and uh, spend four weeks talking about the problem of Jesus? Yeah, well, um, there's always this tension after Easter is I just think that at times... Um, every single Easter, we talk about this really incredible thing, the resurrection. And I think as Christians, sometimes we can glaze over just how wild that is. Like literally Christians believe that a guy lived and he predicted his own death, burial and resurrection, and then he pulled it off. And I feel that at times we can kind of just spend this one Sunday talking about it and be like, hey, Jesus is back. And then we just kind of move on and it's back to back to series, back to content. And so after this Easter, I was like, I really kind of want to highlight some of the problems that people have with Jesus because um, Jesus is, well, in the first century was a very, very controversial figure. And as we'll talk about a little bit, you know, in the podcast, the idea that we have in our minds, I think of Jesus being this like safe, clean cut, really nice person that didn't cause any problems and was a bit of a peacemaker is just not accurate um, at all. And, and so we were kind of thinking like uh, we're talking with the team, how do we navigate this? And there's a, um, 
uh, author and um, communicator in Canada called Mark Clark. And he wrote an incredible book called The Problem of Jesus. And so it took a lot of inspiration from uh, Mark Clark. Um, so if, you, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to dive into this problem more um, and you're a reader, I would recommend going and, uh, and picking up and purchasing um, Kindle or whatever it is, if you like physical copies or Audible, The Problem of Jesus by Mark Clark. It'll be really helpful for, to you. Yeah, it's funny that you said that Jesus is not often who we think um, he is. Is that what kind of I got from you? I, I even think that like Jesus is not who we thought he looked like. And that for me is a big one is like, you know, this picture painted of like white dude, long, like blonde hair, just holding a sheep or a child or something like that. It's like, wow, that's, that, that even image of Jesus is just so different to what we think in our kind of culture today. Yeah, Jesus is... We got to remember, Jesus is a Galilean, which is in the Middle East, a Middle Eastern man. Uh, he was a chippy, like, so, you know, big hands, probably callous, probably broad shoulders. Um, Jesus is kind of like this rough, kind of rough first century Middle Eastern guy. Um, not this like white, blonde haired, gentrified kind of version that we have. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. Even that intro you've just given is enough to get excited about the next four weeks, especially on the Beyond the Message podcast. Um, Chris, mm-hmm. I want to start with a, with a question as we dive into the content of part one. Mm-hmm. I actually just want to ask you um, mm-hmm. about your personal feelings on this. So what are some of the biggest problems of Jesus that you've actually wrestled with? And what are some of the things that have taken you a little while to get your head around, around the idea of Jesus? Uh, I'm just curious as to where you come from, you know, being a pastor, and um, with your own personal wrestle with this kind of stuff. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think the problems that I have with Jesus uh, are going to be that much different from anyone else. Uh, I think there's been times in my life where I've really, really struggled with the problem of suffering. Um, and, and particularly, and maybe others listeners can relate to this, particularly when it's affected people close to me, you know, when suffering's been close to home, um, there's been things happening with people that I really deeply care about, then it's the problem of sufferings become a real challenge for me. Um, and, and there's, there's kind of like, you know, just to nerd out for a little second, there's, there's two, what philosophers call like two problems of suffering. There's the intellectual problem of suffering, and then there's the emotional problem of suffering. And um, the intellectual problem of suffering is kind of the idea that God existing and suffering or evil existing are not compatible. Well, the reality is those two statements are not mutually exclusive. Like you can have both those statements be true um, and, and then not be a contradiction. And so a lot of the time, like I know in my head, I was like, Hey, there's no logical problem between God and suffering. But when people suffer in my life, uh, that's been a real emotional challenge for me. Um, And then one of the other big challenges is um, to do with the Bible. You know, can we trust the Bible? Um, can we trust that it's historically reliable? Can we trust? And, and a lot of this came out of, um, I did a research piece on the resurrection, you know, the historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. And so um, I kind of, what I wanted to do is take it from the idea of, well, if, if Christians claim the Bible is this inspired book, how about we, run some of the New Testament documents through the historical critical method, which is a a method that historians use. And let's see if it stacks up and let's see if we can demonstrate that the resurrection is historically 
reliable or it, there's a there's a good chance that it happened just from the documents that Christian claimed to be. And so there was a real period of time for me where I was like wrestling and struggling and like, man, can we believe this? Does it make sense? Like, yeah. And I think that kind of led me to, to do all that research in that, in that space. That's cool. Cause I think on face value, this, this series appeals to those who um, aren't yet Christian or haven't yet, you know, accepted Jesus. But I think what you've just done is, is let us know that this series is for everyone. Um, especially, christians to some degree where because we've all we've all struggled with jesus we've all struggled to to wrestle and grapple with who he is and what he's about yeah and i think even like and i think there's this kind of maybe this stigma within christianity that it's kind of like well once you kind of become a christian you start serving you're in a group or whatever like that's when all the questions stop and it's like no who said that why is that like you know if if you read the if you read the gospels you see that everyone was had challenges and doubted Jesus and wasn't sure of, of who even John the Baptist, who's the guy who kind of like declares the way of Jesus ends up in prison and then kind of gets his guys and says, Hey, can you go and ask Jesus if he's really the person that he sort of said he was? Cause I'm not sure anymore. Like, and so I think there's all this. And for me, like I've, I've faced those challenges, particularly around the historical stuff and the reliability of the Bible. When I was in university studying ministry, and so, yeah, um, I think it's just a natural part of the journey. And I think if I could say one more thing, because I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but I think sometimes it's almost like we've, we've been, I think, unnecessarily forced to kind of think that like our questions are bad or if you've got doubts, that's bad. I actually think doubts and questions uh, actually show um, and are actually really helpful to faith and are really helpful to developing a relationship with Jesus. I think... You know, if you're in a relationship and, and you're dating someone or you're married, the worst place you can get to is when you stop being curious about the person you're in a relationship with. The worst place you can get to is when you kind of think, oh, I know everything about them. I don't need to learn anymore. I got it all sorted. The best place you can be is when you have questions and you're curious and you want to know more and learn more. And we don't think in relationships like, oh, if I've got questions or I don't understand how the other person sees the world or thinks that's a bad thing. Yet when it comes to faith, we're like, Oh, you got questions or oh, you're not a legit Christian, like rubbish. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think taking a step back, right. Because mm. over the weekend you yeah. um, seem pretty convinced that Jesus was a real person. And so I just wanted to take that step back for those people who aren't quite yet on the page or the same mm. page as us. Um, how certain Chris are you that Jesus did exist? Um. I think it's as, it's as historically sure as anything that Jesus existed. Uh, there's just the evidence there is and the fragments that we have and the manuscripts that we have is just overwhelming. And one of the, um, one of the sort of pieces that I looked at on the weekend to kind of put it in comparison is, is on the life of Julius Caesar, we have, we have eight sources and we have of those eight sources, the manuscripts and the documents we have are about 30 centimeters tall, 30 centimeters high. When it comes to Jesus, we have 10 sources outside the Bible. And if we include all the sources inside the Bible, we have five and a half thousand manuscripts that stack to about 1.5, 1.6 kilometers tall. Like for me, the evidence is not even comparable as to whether Jesus existed. The, the debate can be about like, is he who he claimed to be? Did he do this stuff he claimed? That's a fine debate to have. 
but did he exist from a historian's perspective? If you were to walk into a history, um, uh, I'm having a mind like history department at any university in the world and say, oh, I don't think Jesus existed. And I want to write, you know, a PhD dissertation on the fact that Jesus didn't exist. They would laugh you out of the building because it's just, there's no, like everything points the opposite, the opposite way. Yeah, cool. So I think we can, well, we at least can agree, you and I, Chris, that Jesus was a real person. I'm sure there's plenty of uh, of fun videos on YouTube you could find or anything like that to continue following that down if you are, if you'd like. Um, mm. But I guess what, what we want to talk about today is the impact of Jesus and why he's been influential in this world. And, you know, yes, Jesus has been an incredibly impactful person on history, but Chris, I want to ask you, what actually separates Jesus from the likes of Julius Caesar, who you mentioned before, from Moses, from Abraham Lincoln, from Gandhi, from Albert Einstein or Plato? That's just to name a few people who have, uh, who have been influential in the world. What makes Jesus the most influential person in human history? Yeah, well, let's, let's start um, with the first, the first kind of idea. And I think it's kind of relevant given our time is that all, all those people, you know, Buddha, Abe Lincoln, Gandhi, Socrates, Albert Einstein, those people like they, they've definitely impacted culture. But just, just a little over a week ago, all of Australia had a long weekend to celebrate a festival or, or a number of days that celebrate the life of Jesus. And when you think about this, this is celebrating the life of a Galilean carpenter who lived over 2,000 years ago on the other side of the world, right? Up until a number of years ago, we literally based how we counted time on Jesus's life. It was like, you know, before Christ and after Christ. Now it's kind of changed to like common era and before common era. But, but even that time, like we measure time based on the point in time that Jesus entered history. Like no one else has impacted the world the way in which Jesus has kind of impacted the world. Sure, Abe Lincoln abolished slavery and like Socrates and Plato, um, you know, they, they're quite responsible for, for the Western way that we view the world. Yet on the other side of the world, in terms of Eastern philosophy, they don't really buy into Plato and Socrates. They don't really kind of lean into that sort of stuff. They'd probably lean in a lot more to Buddha. And Jesus seems to kind of transcend all these people um and and just keeps coming up over and over and over and over again and a lot of these famous people um we think of like pontius pilate or like the you know um tiberius caesar the emperor of rome at the time they a lot of these people that were big names at the time become footnotes in the story of jesus like so i think that's why jesus is the most impactful person in human history. I mean, I don't know who else we measure time off and I don't know, I don't know who else in like countries where the majority of people aren't Christians. We have big holiday periods that are associated with a guy that a lot of people don't even believe in. Like that's, that's pretty impactful. Yeah. Do you think that Jesus has impacted um, society more than just like the kind of, you know, fabric and framework and things like time and holidays? Like, is there a, is there a next step to that, which would, truly mean that he is the most impactful person um, to ever live? That's a, could you clarify a little bit what you, what you mean more by that question? Yeah. I don't know. Like I get, I get that he's 
got all the holidays you know we, we like we give them a lot of um a lot of a lot of space and time with that kind of stuff mm. but i'm just wondering is there anything like you know has the resurrection got to do with any with that like has the fact that he 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 died and rose again got something to do with that i think it does for christians but i think for a lot of people you know and and this is why i think it's so interesting and so and jesus is so fascinating is because even people who don't buy the resurrection even people who don't buy that he's the son of god and who he claimed to be Jesus still seems to have an impact on people. And to me, that's almost because it's one thing for Jesus to have an impact on you. If you buy into him, it's another thing entirely for Jesus to have an impact on you. If you don't buy into him, <laughs> which I think is so interesting. I think, you know, if, if you went to, you know, a Christian school, Jesus had an impact on you, whether you buy into it or not, you know, and a, a lot of, a lot of people just go, oh, you know what? I want to send my kids to a Christian school because they'll get a good in education. Okay. Well, the morals and the teachings and the principles of Jesus are having an impact on you. And you don't even, you know, you might not even buy it or you don't want to have anything to do with it. You're like, I'd never go to church, but it's just kind of like the, you know, it's so I think to me, that's the Testament more that Jesus has an impact on people who don't even buy it and don't, don't really care about it. Yeah, definitely. No, I, that, thanks for clarifying that. That makes a lot that's more fair. sense when you put it like that. Um, lastly, Chris, to round out this episode, um, you kind of mentioned it before with the, the tension is like, not really about if Jesus existed or whether he even is the most impactful person in the world, but it's probably more around, did Jesus do the things that he claimed to do, or is he the person he actually claimed to be? And so Chris, I was just wondering if you could speak to that, um, just for a little bit, as we kind of round out the, the problem of Jesus talking about, you know, the historical problems of Jesus. Yeah. And I think maybe. What, what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that people will um, ask some questions about this, you know, in the link, cheeky, cheeky plug to the website where you can ask all your questions anonymously. You can ask them anonymously. That's great. You can ask them anonymously. So it's not even like Instagram where we can see you. You, can ask, these, um, you can ask these questions anonymously. I, he, here's, here's the short answer to that question. How can we be sure that Jesus is who he claimed to be? Um, I would say... If the resurrection occurred, we can be sure that he is who he claimed to be. Because the resurrection is that one defining moment in history that kind of validates everything that, that Jesus was talking about and gives, gives credence to that. Because if, again, like I, I've said it so many times, if someone can predict their own death and resurrection and then pull it off, I'm just going with whatever that person says. And Jesus's death and resurrection validate a whole bunch of his claims. You know, he claimed to be God. He claimed to be able to forgive sins. He claimed to be able to answer prayers. He claimed that in him life could be found and life could be found to the fullest. Well, if the resurrection occurred, then it means that Jesus has power even over death, which is kind of a scary thought. Um, and also kind of something that, really only God would have power over. And so for me, the way that I think we can be sure that Jesus is who he claimed to be is, is through the fact that the resurrection occurred. Yeah. And Paul talks about it in, you know, um, in his letter to the church in Corinth, he goes, if Jesus, if Jesus didn't rise and your faith is useless and we should just kind of give up, pack up and go home. Um, but if it did happen, then that, that means something significant 
for every single person that's that's ever lived. That's awesome. And I mean, I've got some questions, Chris. We don't have enough time on this podcast to answer my questions about mm. Jesus and the historical problems. But where can I go to answer or to ask my questions for this series? I'm on the Beyond Church website. Where can I go from there? If you go beyondchurch.com.au forward slash problem of Jesus. In fact, I think there's even a tab. If you just go to beyondchurch.com.au, there is a tab. You click on the problem of Jesus tab. It will take you to, um, and right at the very top of our series page, you can just submit your questions um, there. Yes, under the uh, the bonus podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm excited Bone, for the... Uh, yeah, the- and I, I think just, you know, like just before we wrap this up, I think the reason that that, that kind of, it, it's important that, you know, we focus in on the resurrection and that because sometimes I, I don't, I don't think people fully understand some of the things Jesus claimed and the consequences of some of the things that he claimed. Um, and I kind of mentioned right at the start that, um, oh, sorry, at the start of the message um, that Jesus was kind of scandalous and that the people who lived in the first century, they didn't kind of have this ambivalence towards Jesus. They either loved him or they hated him. Um, and a lot of people didn't have this like we do now where a lot of people are like, oh, Jesus is kind of cool. Like he's a guru, he's a teacher, he's kind of like this smart guy. Um, and the reason that they didn't is because they recognized who he was claiming to be. And so if Jesus isn't who he claimed to be, we've got two options. He was either a nutcase or he was God. Those- yeah, awesome. Well, Chris, I'm looking forward to having these questions come through because I can't wait to do this bonus podcast episode. It's going to be the three of us, Riley Brown, yourself and me as we are, as we discuss, you know, the questions that come in around the problem of Jesus. I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be and I made great. This, I made this edition. bold promise last night, Locke. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. Actually, all of yesterday, it was, we will answer every single question. This isn't like, a, oh, you submit them <laughs> and we'll choose the easy ones. This was yeah. like, we will have as many bonus podcasts as it takes for us to answer all the questions. I was like, the more, the better. That is wonderful. We will sit in a room for five hours. I'm look. It's what the people even, want. Even the meme answers. No, I won't. I won't put it out there. They'll they'll come. You know, they'll come. Um, so if you're in a group, get your entire group to whenever you're meeting and ask all your questions. Yeah, that is so cool. Very good. Well, I'm excited for part two. I'm excited to keep. Uh, you know keep diving into this conversation around the problem of Jesus next week Riley Brown he's on um, Chris you get a, you get yourself a week off but we're back have a holiday. two weeks have a holiday enjoy it um, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast and we will see you either in part three or the bonus episode whichever one comes first mm-hmm.